Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife, Beth. Hallelujah. Hmm. We're going to continue today on scriptural business strategies. We're going to do a review and then we're going to get to the next key points. That's it. Someone once said there are three ingredients in the good life. Learning, earning, and yearning. There's great truth in this saying. Key to getting everywhere you want to be in life is not MasterCard, but learning. On yesterday's call, we discussed scriptural strategies, basic scriptural strategies, to increase your learning and earning power. Regardless of whether you're employed, self-employed, underemployed, or no longer employed, the principles apply to every area of your life. The first, let's conduct a brief review what we talked about yesterday. Number one, seek God's direction on how you handle your business. In Ecclesiastes 8.16, 8.16 Living Bible says, In my search for wisdom, I observed all that was going on everywhere across the earth, ceaseless activity, day and night. Of course, only God can see everything, and even the wisest man who says he knows everything doesn't. Wow. That's quite profound. It is profound. And number two, God wants you running an honest business. Proverbs 16, 11, 16, 11 in the Message Bible says, God cares about honesty in the workplace. Your business is his business. If there is but one thing that you can get from today's call, call it would be, and we mentioned this yesterday, your business is God's business. He's watching. And God wants his business run honestly. Number three, offer quality product and service. Proverbs 20, verse 8, 20, verse 8, Message Bible says, Leaders who know their business and care, keep and care, keep a sharp out, eye out for the shoddy and cheap. For who among us can be trusted to be always diligent and honest? Wow. And number four, plan ahead. Prior proper planning precipitates positive progress and performance, preventing possible problems and predicaments. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Proverbs 6.4. Six, four. That's it. New Living Translation says, don't put it off. Do it now. Don't rest until you do. So let's pick off where we left off yesterday. Number five, treat everybody fairly. First Thessalonians 4. Verses 6 and 7, 4, 6, and 7, classic amplified. Now no man transgress and overreach his brother and defraud him in this matter, or defraud his brother in business. For the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we have already warned you solemnly and told you plainly. Let's give you a couple of examples. Let's say that you own a heating and air conditioning. You give a customer a quote, for a new system, which will cost $7,000. He signs the contract. However, you're able to complete the job for $6,500 because of an unexpected savings on some material costs. You owe the customer a refund on the $500 difference? No, because you didn't cut corners on the cost and you delivered everything as you agree. Let's say you own a Christian bookstore. You sell a personal Bible for $45. But after they leave, you realize 
the wrong barcode had been placed on the Bible. Should have been $40. You try to find the phone number for the customer so you can return the $5, or you just smile and think you made a little extra money that day. No, you find the customer because they weren't treated fairly. Deuteronomy 25. Deuteronomy 25, verses 13 through 15 in the Living Bible says, In all your transactions, you must use accurate scales and honest measurements so that you'll have a long, good life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Honesty in the marketplace is also mentioned in Proverbs 11.1. 11.1 in the classic Amplified. A false balance and unrighteous dealings extremely offensive and shamefully sinful to the Lord. But a just weight is his delight. Luke 6.31 in the English Standard Version says, And as you wish that others would do for you, do you so for them. Mm-mm. Number six, with God's help, you can take an even established business. You can take on even established yes. businesses. So if you have competition in the marketplace, it's time to find a little self-examination on the basics of a good place to start. First, who is exactly your customer? Second, why does your customer buy? Third, what does your customer consider value? Fourth, what is it that makes your product or your service superior to that of any of your competitors? Fifth, Why is it that your prospective customers do not buy your product or service? Six, why does your prospective customers buy from your competitor? Seventh, what value does he or she perceive in buying from your competitor? Eight, how can you offset that perception and get your competitors' customers to buy from you? And ninth, What one thing must your customer be convinced of to buy from you rather than from anyone else? From a natural standpoint, we would suggest that, suggest your sales environment. But now that we've given you a natural thought on how you can take on an established business or several of them, let's share something from the Word of God, which is more important. In 1 Samuel 17.33, 1 Samuel 17.33, Message Bible says, Samuel answered David, you can't go and fight this Philistine. You're too young and inexperienced. And he's been at this fighting business since you were born. You have a not so silent business partner when you read the Bible and do what it says. That's why it's so important to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. Number seven, if you don't keep your word in business, you will suffer the consequences. If you promise a customer, a client, a business associate, or anyone that you're going to do a certain thing and you don't, then you've lost your credibility with that person. Your reputation is a do- as a doer is important, but it's equally important for you to know, be known as a finisher. Promising to do something and failing to do so is a reflection on your character. If you promise to perform a certain task, or a customer, friend, or a neighbor fail to keep your word, it's a reflection on your integrity. And you will suffer the consequences of being thought of as unreliable. Over the years, we've talked with a number of people 
You couldn't understand why they weren't debt-free, why they could never get ahead, why sad things were manifested, always happening to them, why their harvest hadn't manifested. Yet, upon further discussion, we discovered instances where they'd failed to keep their word or promises that they'd made. There are two things God wants from you, according to Psalm 50, verse 14. 50, verse 14, contemporary English version. It says, I am God most high. The only sacrifice I want from you is to be thankful and to keep your word. First, God wants us to be thankful for everything he's done and is doing through our lives. Second, God is very specific in saying he wants us to keep our word. So it's pretty clear that we should be thankful in, in keeping our word, and these are very important to God. So if they're important to Him, they should be important to us. That's true. Number eight, inspect what you expect to prevent defects. Or simply said, you need to inspect what you expect, inspect what you expect to prevent the defects if you want that plan to be perfect, right? That's it. So as we were, you know, preparing for this, we ran into Lamentations 3, verse 40. 3, verse 40, New Living Translation. It says, instead, let us test and examine our ways. Let us turn back to the Lord. So in monitoring our progress, we need to find that there's that we've got to be sure that we are consulting the, the Lord and not ending up spending minimal time with him because that will definitely adversely affect our progress. That's true. That's why monitoring or self-examination is one of the most important things you can do. It's also another tactic of the enemy when he tries to keep you so busy, you don't have time for God. 1 Timothy 4.15, 1 Timothy 4.15, New Living Translation says, Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your task so that everyone will see your progress. Focus is critical to the success of your daily plan, which impacts the success of the decisions that you make and the actions you end up taking. That's why your complete attention to the details is so important. I remember, hmm, who's the, um, oh, his name went right out of my mind. He was, a, he was a, over in uh, Asia, he was China. Um, he was a missionary in China. He said, I used to Graham have... Bale. No, I, I have spend... Um, I had to spend more... They'd say, why did you pray so long? And he goes, because I had so much to do today. That's true. So he would... You know who that is. I'm, I'm just It'll come back to me. Anyway, <clears throat> our, it's, a, it's a point about making the decisions that we make and taking the actions that we take. We need to check our progress throughout the day, make adjustments, ensure our success, take a moment to breathe so that we know that what we're on still on the right path. Amen. Hudson Taylor. Hudson, Hudson go, girl. Taylor. I knew I would, yeah, I went to say it and it stuck in my mouth, I guess. <laughs> Hudson Taylor would spend hours in prayer when they, they said, you had so much to do today. And he goes, that's why I had to spend time with the Lord. It's a powerful quote. It is a powerful quote. One final thought, Galatians 6, 4. 6, 4 in the God's Word translation says, Each of you must examine your own actions. Then you can be proud of your own accomplishments. 
without comparing yourself to others. It's a great scripture. It is. Number nine, diligent in business will bring you before great people. Quick scan of Proverbs reveals seven reasons everyone should be a diligent worker for, whether for themselves or an employer. We discovered something rather interesting as we were studying diligent, which is the Hebrew word H2742. It's found 18 times, 17 verses in the King James Bible. In five of those verses, the Hebrew word is translated as diligent. However, in six of those verses, is translated as the word gold. Being diligent worker is equated with gold. If you want to be the gold, the riches in your life, you must be diligent. Hallelujah. And we'll give you three more verses on that tomorrow. Tomorrow's call. Hallelujah. Hallelujah is right. Well, we appreciate you so much. Yes, we do. And we pray for you every day. Mm. And uh, just know that we're praying for you to be a great success. Yes. In everything your hands God. Everything your hands find to do. But if you put God first, you can't help but find it. It's waiting for you. Absolutely. So until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.